<laughs> so then Batman doesn't say, Would you like some more, my lady? <laughs> But he does, but he does doff a small trilby between oh. his bat ears. Oh, I see, uh, I see. Yeah. That explains a lot, actually. It, it does in in many ways, in many ways. That explains a lot. More on that later, apparently. Yeah. Uh, boys and girls of every age. <laughs> I won't sing any more bars because we get copyright struck. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Big Damn Cast, which is once again. Be recording remotely this week. We were going to record together, but then the week fucked us. Yeah, we couldn't actually <laughs> schedule it, so we're doing, that fucked it. We're doing a lot of a lot this week, so yeah. uh, we are recording on the year of our Lord on Monday the 21st of June. Monday the 21st uh, of June. To, at, at, to a time that can best be described to a man who has his regular day off today and a filthy freelance scumbag early. Oh no! Um, this isn't early for me. That's because you got you got a sleep schedule. You actually get in on it. You take care of your body. So well, I don't have to take to care of my body. I just have to get up in the mornings. Um, <laughs> usually, is, uh, I'm a filth bag. Who, um, you know, I've learned in the last few years to freelance stuff. I have a real problem with getting uh, out of bed in the morning, and not not in a. That, that know, doesn't sound a, like you. No, I know. You know, I don't. I don't mean you know, sort of motivation. I mean like. If I if I don't have to be somewhere at a certain time in the morning, it's like part of my brain goes, yeah, you don't need to get up then. And I can set alarms from here to kingdom come, me beauty, and I won't hear them. And just, my body just refuses to wake up and, and get up. It, it just won't do it, and I'll wake up at like half 10, 11, half 11. And yeah, if I've got, say, mm. like last Thursday, I had a train to catch at quarter past eight. Uh, and I always give myself mm. a good 25 minutes to get to the station in case of issue or train delay or just whatever. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> I, you know, so I set my alarm for quarter to seven. And I woke up at half six. Eesh. My body just sort of went, well, you may as well get up now. Uh, you know, go and have some breakfast. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so when I know I have somewhere to be, my body goes, hey, come on, champ. Come on, get up. We've got some breakfast. You know, you got to got to move around a little bit before you go for your morning constitutional. <laughs> let's, uh, you know, let's 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 take advantage of this time. You don't need an hour. You need an hour fifteen. Come on. And yeah, if I don't have to physically be somewhere in the morning, my body just goes <laughs> fucking snooze. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. It, um, it's, it's worrying. It's worrying. So what I'm basically saying is. Um, can you help me? No. <laughs> Dr. Watson. I can't help you. No. I can't help myself. I can't f- help this feeling anymore. In other words, fight, but that's where I wanted to go. <laughs> By the way, I'm, 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 I'm Chris Magic Johnson. I'm Mr. Irresistible. <laughs> Every time you say that, I just hear it as Mr. Irresistible. Like, that's it yeah. now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it's all like, it is. I, so is that is that your intro music? Probably. I know it's not. I know it's not the song that inspired it. It must be. Like, it must be. Of... Who knows? <laughs> but um. But yeah. I. I. I uh, where the fuck was I going with that? I don't oh, yeah. know. Do you think Bonnie Tyler's extra rich this week? Extra rich. Extra rich. Oh yeah. So, 
Uh, last week we briefly talked, ladies and gentlemen, about Guardians of the Galaxy from uh, uh, Square Enix and Eidos Montreal. Um, Humans. Um, <laughs> release coming out later this year. Uh, and the announcement trailer was scored to I Need a Hero, Bonnie Tyler. They which didn't. didn't have that much of impact or effect because a week prior we'd all seen a really cool trailer for Masters of the Universe Revelation for Netflix scored to that track. Ah. So it kind of felt like, oh, right, this is, oh, I bet they wish they'd picked a different song because this now feels a bit like a, a copycat like thing uh, as opposed to a battle cat thing. Um, <coughs> And then no copycats. This completely week, different action figure. <laughs> and then this week, Loki episode two comes out, <laughs> and in the first three minutes, there's an action sequence set to "I Need a Hero." Yeah. Um, I just do you think she's like? Oh, I just I don't know what happened. I woke up this morning and suddenly everyone was out of ideas. So <laughs> as a result, I can buy a conservatory. No, she just has really good management. <clears throat> True. It's like it's like a couple of years, a couple of years. Well, like like six or seven, six or seven, like Many six or se- moons ago, six or seven years back now, where fucking um, take me home, country road was fucking everywhere. Oh fudge, yeah. Here's the place, Just all right, come on, we don't need to hear in that song. <clears throat> <clears throat> this is Jeff. This is Jeff Bridges with take me home, country road. <laughs> I belong with Virginia. Specifically, R.I.P.D. Jeff Bridges. Uh, yes, <laughs> the best slash worst Jeff Bridges. <laughs> do I have to learn the lines? You do. Oh, he's having the best time in that movie. He's so drunk. No one else is. <laughs> no one, especially not the people watching. No, I no. As somebody who's watched the whole thing, I'm. I wasn't. Hey, what? look. Do you like Men in Black? Yeah, well, this is not that good. <laughs> but it's kind of the same thing. Enjoy! Excellent audio content. Perfect quality. There's someone listening to this on their commute to work right now going, do you know what? I'm so glad I'm still listening yeah, to these I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. So happy I'm spending my last 10 minutes of freedom before I have to dredge into the drone factory. Oh, I thought to you. Were, I thought you were gonna be like, I'm so glad I'm spending my last ten minutes on this earth listening to them, and you're prophesizing one of our listeners like overdramatized action-packed death sequences. I mean, it could happen. It could. If you're listening, it to could this right happen now, to it you. He <gasps> did the hand from the advert. <laughs> did the hand thing? Did the pointy thing? Um, the pointy hand thing. Do the pointy thing, Wilbur. Um, I don't know who Wilbur is, but he's doing the pointy thing. Ah. Uh, you sounded like Rocco. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, so, Right, so here's why we don't record usually first thing in the morning. Neither <laughs> of us are completely awake, despite Matt drinking what looks like the most gorgeous coffee I, I've ever seen in my life. It is a, it is a nice coffee, all right. Oh, it looks beautiful. I'm just, I'm supping, I'm supping a pitiful, pitiful PG tips out of a rounded mug. A uh, uh, pig tips. Pug tips, which is you know, if they want to sponsor us, fair enough. But like, I wish I'd gone for coffee first thing because this is not this is not doing anything for me. Much like uh, every woman who's ever been out with Batman says. Again, we'll get to that later. Uh, but first, mild spoiler warning: 
for the television uh, show Licky. Licky? Um, because Licky Licky. Licky Bum Bum Down. Um, because... <laughs> it's the Pokemon spin-off Licky Tongue about a crime-solving Licky. Licky Tongue. I'd love that. Detective Pikachu spin-off. Yeah. Or it's, just, it's that Lickitung from the film version. Well, no, train all, you know, he's all evolved into a Licky Licky now. Uh, oh. So I see. He's extra Licky. And, and Tungy. You crazy kids with and, your eighth, ninth generation. A large round boy. He's a large round Large round boy. Look up a Licky Licky. He's a, he's a cute large round boy. Um... <laughs> I my, think I can my evolve k- my Lickitung on Pokemon Go into a Licky Licky, but I've not got enough candy. Uh, I need uh, more candy. So, yeah, mild spoiler warning. There will be one because ultimately it's still kind of a setup uh, show. Yeah, but there is something at the end which is like, if you don't want spoilers, we will give you a heads up. Yeah, we've got our first it. bombshell reveal of the season in, in, in towards yeah. the end of this episode. Um, start of the episode and, though and it's, it's not Owen Wilson going wow not yet anyway um, <laughs> it's not going to happen it's fine uh, we start in a Ren fair this week in Loki yeah which is quite fun it's like because it, it just subverts the whole thing of like oh we're in middle no it's 1985 <laughs> 1985 comes uh, up on the screen yeah which is quite good I like which, I like that they fought with that it and probably have the, it, it, no go on sorry have the one woman who is really upset that they're not in costume yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, come on, for some of us, this is more than a hobby. <laughs> it's like, it's very oh, good. It's very we good. A, we just got a glimpse into her life. Is she okay? Well, she's um, like disintegrated by the end of it, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I get. Mm. Is that how that works? Who like, knows? Would she, would she be disintegrated too? Yeah, that, we've not actually seen that in full effect before, have we? Who the, could say? The, sort of the cleaning. Loki seems but, to be quite um, disdainful of it. I'm yeah. Well, I'm wondering whether or not this, uh, the setting as well, was a reference to the the Mark Millard limited series Marvel 1985 because it was just the idea of oh suddenly we've got a Marvel character in the middle of a like small town in USA. In I I think 1985 is just a <clears throat> touchstone for people because it's touching their stones. 1980, 1985. Um, <laughs> Springsteen, um, Madonna. Way before, way before Nirvana. Nirvana. Well, not that, not that way. Not that long before Nirvana. Way before Nirvana gave it another sort of six, five, six years. Uh, not even that. will be his. Bleach came well, yeah, out in 89, I think. Yeah, they would have been abandoned practicing at the very least as well. By like, they, they were probably abandoned in 85. Maybe. Like, Who could working say? Working their way. Oh, well. Who could say? Um, Who could say? Not Kurt Cobain. Can't understand a bloody thing he's singing. <laughs> um, Chris Novoselic, but he's too busy being weird, weird and right wing. Um, although the good boy Dave Grohl, uh, my my um, he hadn't joined by that point. Was, was it my was it my dad or was it my dad in law yesterday? Oh my god, all my dads emerging into one. Um, <laughs> I collect them all. I put a status out on Facebook, like wishing them all Happy Father's Day, and said like, uh, just hoping you have the best day before you're rounded up for the tournament where you have to beat each other to mm. death to decide who wins the giant oversized novelty uh, Father's Day Toblerone. I'll do it. Do a Cronenberg, the Fly style mix mix them up. I am Omni Dad. Um, Could you imagine if that's how that film went? Yeah. I I am um, Omni Fly. Omni Fly. I am more human than human. Uh, God, that's such a good film. You watched that this past week, didn't you? Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> it's so good. Because so I've not good. actually cracked open my Blu-ray copy since I bought it. Like, 
six years ago or something. And yeah, so it, I just cracked it and was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. And the, co- the cover nice and freaky as well. Just the fly. It's just, just blank. It's just a little fly in the bottom corner of the, yeah. of the sleeve design. It's like, oh, that's... Ooh, oh. I like what if you, you do. don't If you don't know this movie, you'll be like, yep, that's a fly. And if that's you do know this fly. movie, you're like... That's that you little bastard. You start all of this. You're the reason it goes so south so quickly. No. Um. Anyway. <coughs> anyway. anyway. Loki. <laughs> anyway, Loki. Marvel's Loki. Um. Was trying. I was trying to place the lass who go who gets possessed in this first opening sequence. Do you know what? She looked an awful lot, and I know it's not, but she she resembles um Carly Morgenthau. Yeah, from, a little bit. From Falcon Winter Soldier. She's got the, a very similar sort of face to that actress. And it was, at first I was like, wait, what? Oh, no, it's not. Okay. No, no, no. It, it was Sasha Lane who was in that awful Hellboy movie. Doing a, <gasps> doing the worst. Oh my God! Doing the worst British Alice. accent. Yeah, yes. she's Alice. Yeah. Oh my God. Now you've said it. That's like, a, that, that has unlocked a, a repressed memory of an evening at the cinema I regret. That is amazing. Mm. Oh, well placed. Also, um, I'm glad to see she's getting other stuff. Yeah. I'm also happy to see that it's not a lead role in the series. I'm also happy that she's not doing a British accent. There we go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, neat, interesting opening sequence, possession and, you know, beating people up and... and Bonnie yeah, Tyler. Doing the thing, Bonnie <laughs> Tyler, and then then we get our investigation, Loki trying to con people. I love the fact that he's, he's trying his uh, deception thing. And Mobius takes a moment and goes, "No, he's lying," <laughs> which is oh, great. Well, that, that whole sting's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That whole sting is amazing, and and sort of a testament to how the budget for this series, I think, is mostly being saved entirely for the visual effect shots of yeah. stuff still to come. Yeah, because two episodes in, this is. Like this is like Agents of Shield, Agent Carter sort of levels of how the budget's being spent. Like, it's a it's, time it's, travel it's... police procedural so far. Yeah, that so far is mostly the police procedural. Yeah. And long scenes of usually two characters having dialogue in rooms. And it does not suffer for it at all. No. So even that scene, which is like played up for all this tension of, oh God, we showed up to this this variant has led us into a trap and here's why I know it's a trap because it's what I do and la la and like it's all it's great build up and ultimately it's just it's six actors in a tent yeah talking for five minutes I also like the dynamic (laughs) that they've sort of built up in this in this series so far that no one's taking any of Loki's shit yeah oh yeah he's 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 seen the he's seen the draw full of infinity stones yeah twigged that he's outmatched but has also clearly come up with the thought of right well i've got to try and get in charge of this place because mm. then i'll be like the most powerful thing ever um and and only to learn that they're like yeah of course you were going to do that yeah we know you're going to do that we know who you are idiot. like we've, of course of course you are we're ready for we're you not, we're not gonna let you and i like how mobius is honest he's like be honest you almost had me for a second but no nah, it was easy and he's like oh, okay um we learn. I mean, before they go on the ex- the sort of attempted extraction of of the rogue variant, which we now know from last week is another Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, we learn that Hiddleston's Loki is not the only Loki that the TVA have had to deal with before. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, at first I thought they were implying that maybe they'd had other Lokis on this assignment, but that's not what they're saying, is it? They're saying that they've just you, you are you are a constant nuisance, no matter what reality it is that we're having to deal with. Yeah. That, that Loki's have strayed off the path more than once. 
More than any um, other, which, I think they say. Which was nice because I think that I think that explained clearer in this episode what episode one didn't establish too well, which is, oh, the multiverse exists. It's just part of the sacred timeline. I think the first episode kind of, I, I saw a lot of confusion online this week in relation to it that like, episode one sort of threw everyone for a loop, making them think that the sacred timeline is just like is one, one thing, one existence. Yeah. But it's like, it is, but for all of the existences there are. So, like, the Sacred Timeline is not one one narrative, like, universe. It's, it's like, billions of them. Yeah. But they're all meant to go a certain way. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, which sort of made me appreciate the graphic design more in this episode as well. Because when, when it does branch off and it sort of is going to the red, like, it is a very thin line compared to the main timeline. So yeah. It's like, oh, that is just one of them going, Wee! Like, <laughs> off. Um, and we get we get the best visual representation of that this episode when they show him the other Lokis they've dealt with. Yeah, that's quite fun. And you're like, wait, what? So one is like is like more frost giant, like blue skinned, um, you know, blue black gold armor Loki. Yeah, with Hiddleston's face, but he's sort of got a longer longer features. Yeah. And he he basically looks like he he was he'd be in the background of a Hugo Weaving scene in Lord of the Rings, and you just go, yep, yep, there yep. he is. That's that's him. Um, we've got a Loki who's like, is it like a is it like a so- is he like a football? It's like, it's like, it looks like he's won the Tour de France. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. Yeah, so it's a bike helmet. And, yeah, yeah. So you got that. You, you've got a big like hulked out sort of troll looking Loki yeah. in in. Uh, uh, I think it, I think it was the Weekly Planet summed him up as like cosplaying um, Mr. Hyde from uh, League of Extraordinary. I want I want to see some more troll Loki. That's what I want to see. <coughs> it looks great. You've got one who's sort of like more armored up in in a in sort of a, a very kind of hodgepodgey sort of way that looks like it's not Hiddleston like yeah. standing in for it. And that's the thing. There's a couple that don't quite look like him, and that's sort of the the point. It's, like, it's like you're not you know. Yeah, it's, it's you are Loki. Loki exists in every timeline, but um, you're not all the same Loki. You've all made different decisions. That's why they're different timelines. Uh, or you're all born in different eras, or you know, to different races or whatever. And that's you know, but there still is a Loki. You're a constant, you swine. As he learns when he goes to check out his own file. Yes, the only file he's allowed to read outside of the case stuff that he's been given by Mobius. Um, despite him trying to work his charm on the librarian who gives zero fucks for anything he has to say or ask yep. for. It's like everyone, everyone at the TVA just has no time for his bullshit. Because they're all onto him. And it's great. It's a great night because it's such... There's always been someone he's been able to trick so far in everything we've seen him in. And this is just, he's so outclassed. And it's, so, it's, yeah. so, it's really, so it's an interesting way. It's, they're doing something different with the character. That's why it's interesting. They're uh, the writers. He... They're the writers. They're like, no, we know how you operate. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You can't surprise us. Like, we, if anything, we'll point you in a direction and mm. we'll make you do this thing. Because, like, you... <laughs> we know you're going to try it on, son. It seems like the only relief he gets is, uh, <laughs> is his questioning of and torturing of the TVA mascot, Miss Minutes. <clears throat> who's, it's like, so are you alive? <laughs> like, so, yeah, but also not quite. <laughs> It's just like, wait, what? This little cartoon, like, is sort of real, maybe? That is pottering around. Yeah, that she's was, like the... That was um, a fun intro. She's it's like, cubicle. 
She's like a more annoying version of Clippy from Microsoft Words. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah, an extrapolation Clippy. of that technology. Now, I, I would have been fine if Clippy had the voice of a Southern Belle. Well, that's it, true. It, like... does, it does help, the, the approachability of it. <laughs> Can I help you with your grammar? Uh. I mean, if you're going to talk to me like that, yes. Yes, you may. Uh, I'm a 90s child. I grew up with Rogue in the X-Men animated series. I'm more than happy to hear this voice talk to me. Mm. Hello. Hello. Um, so, yeah, we we see him. So the episode is basically spent with them teeing up the idea that this variant is hiding somewhere. Yes. They're not able to track them down. <clears throat> and... Mobius and Loki, uh, well, Loki mostly sort of gets the spark. He starts to sort of brainstorm and put things together. Yeah. Uh, Mobi- <laughs> demonstrating on Mobius's poor lunchtime salad. Um, <laughs> There's some resignation in Owen Wilson as that scene goes on. <laughs> it's just great. And just the glee that Tom Hiddleston's doing it with. Yeah. It's like it, the salt and pepper shaker. Yeah, that's a really nice scene. It's just those two sort of bouncing off each other again, which I think they've got a really nice energy. Um <laughs> Like one, I, they always like one always brings the energy up when the other's lower, and so it's sort of a it's sort of, they're bouncing a ball off each other essentially. It's really they, they have a really fun interplay so far, especially as well because like Owen Wilson's playing this very straight. Like we, we we've seen yeah. him in different roles over the over the decades, but like never one sort of this, I guess, level headed completely, um, which is great because obviously when Loki. <clears throat> is being abrasive. He's a great straight man to him. Mm-hmm. When Loki's trying to be a villain, he feels authoritative enough that you're like, yeah, he's not gonna, he's not gonna take this. He's mm-hmm. not gonna fall for this shit. Um, he and uh, I need to look up the character's name again. But he and the the sort of the judge from last episode, uh, Renslayer, Judge Renslayer. Right. Okay. So it was only this week I looked her up because I was like, oh, of course, I've, I've seen, I've seen the actor in many things, and I was like, yep, yeah, uh, Doctor Who, Cloverfield Paradox. We we talked about this before, yeah. and I was like. Okay, um, I was playing Renslayer. Why do I recognize that name? <laughs> Click. And as soon as I clicked it, I was like, oh, of course. Which I advise anyone who doesn't want to theorize or whatever uh, to, to avoid the, doing that. I don't think it's spoiled anything for what's coming. <laughs> but, it has made, but it has made me realize for like what direction they could go in. And also made me take note of the timekeeper's appearances a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that. But uh, like she, she and Mobius, they're they're into place quite nice too. The idea that she's like, look, I I trust you completely. You're one of my best. But this is weird. You're giving this guy too much wiggle room. Yeah. You're giving this Loki too much. And then that mention of the uh, the timekeepers are are watching this case like particularly. Like they are they are looking at it with a great interest. You're like. Why would they be doing that? Why? Surely this isn't the weirdest thing to happen at the TVA. Can't be, right? <clears throat> Unless there's more to the timekeepers. Who Loki's trying to meet with so he can use There's, a- there's definitely something going on with the, the TVA and the timekeepers and their origins. Because it, it, there's no reason for it to keep getting hit on as hard as it is. Yeah, I mean, he even even Loki sort of brings it up, doesn't yeah. he? He's like, are they, even, are they even real? Like, at one point, he's like, are they real? And Mobius is just like, so... Moving on, yeah. And it's like even Mobius probably doubts it because we learn more about like Mobius. The idea that the TVA just come into existence, each individual member just comes into existence at some point or has, yeah, and they do their job and they're they're happy with it. You know, they're not enslaved. It's just this is what they do, and they're more you know more than happy to do it. 
because it's responsible and they obviously have enough downtime that they can take a breather between cases here and there and they have their own <clears throat> like quiet passions of which we learn Mobius is, is jet skis <laughs> not, not riding them not owning one just being happy that they exist I mean he wants to well, yeah, he's he, like, do you want to, like, do you want to ride one? He's like, that's not the point. It's like, you, know you do though, don't you? You, you want to go ride a jet ski? Yeah. It's like, can you not, can you not just go to like the 1990s and ride a jet ski? He's like, it's sort of an irresponsible use of our power, <laughs> going on a jolly. Mm. But um, but they really dip into the idea. Loki, Loki sort of draws parallels between um events with no readings of, of variant activity. The most common places where there is no variant occurrence has ever happened is in the moments before an apocalypse. And uh, the apocalypse is sort of defined in the show as just a, a world-ending event in both sense, sort of both senses of that as a descriptor, like a world-ending event and the end of a certain civilization or... Oh, it's or just like, a, it can be a localized thing, like, because the one, the example that they used to test theory is Pompeii. Which yeah. was a localized, where everyone in that area was wiped out. So whatever happens in that area, prior immediately prior to the eruption, doesn't matter. Yeah, that's there's no apocalypse. one there to witness it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and there's no one left who witnessed it and witness how tiny a set it is. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they use it very well. Brilliant visual effects to show an actual, you know, to show the volcano bursting out in the background and the rubble and the lava sort of slowly making its way towards Pompeii. But even so, it was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've got some cost here. Um, although Tom Hiddleston got to use his actual skills in speaking Latin. Because he can speak Latin, apparently. Of course he, he gets something. Co- fucking, of course, Tom of course. Hiddleston, of all <laughs> fucking weird posh dudes, can speak fucking Latin. Of course he can. Hey, do not speak ill of that man. He made you breakfast. Fuck off. He handed you your sanction. Fuck off. <laughs> Pepper on top, right? Um, (laughs) Once again, thank you, Charlie, for introducing me. I finished (laughs) early, so I came back to make you breakfast. And now I'm going back to work for a few weeks. What? (laughs) What job do you do? (laughs) So weird. Guys, if you're ever bored, look up um, specifically Chinese, Korean, and Japanese TV adverts starring American or British Hollywood celebrities. Oh, man. There are so many, and they are fucking weird. But particularly that Centrum advert featuring Tom Hiddleston, it is yeah. just bizarre. Oh, God. Oh, just, yeah. But yeah, so Pompey, they test his theory, because it's, it's never been proven by the TVA. No one's ever really pursued it. But if you were to... Be a variance. If you were to deviate from the path of how that apocalypse is meant to go, supposedly, yeah, then it doesn't register because, like those little bombs that sort of cleanse an immediate area um, and reset it, uh, it it's like nothing ever happened because everything's gone. So he rocks up, tells everybody in Latin that they're going to die, <laughs> claims that he's from the future, and then he's like, "I mean, are we from the future? Is the TVA in the future?" It sort of feels like it's in the future. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, Volcano Day. And they go back, they check the record, and the record's no different from how it was before they left. So, yep. There was no variant spike. They came in there and fucked around, and it didn't show up. Meaning, the Loki variant they're chasing is hiding in an apocalypse somewhere. Which is like, what a great little idea. And they can, and they can hide yeah. in it 
as many times as they like as well. Like they could just go there as many times as they need to because <clears throat> it will never change anything. They won't necessarily cross over with themselves. They just pop there, do their thing and leave. And it's like, that is genius. Although I'd be annoyed because if I was the variant, I'd like want at least one slow morning. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we can't really have one. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, the apocalypse is going to happen at some point. I should probably, should probably keep an eye on my watch. Well, I imagine you need to be a kind of driven individual to do what they're doing. Um, <laughs> so... Are you saying I couldn't be a supervillain? Because I am kind of fine with that and I'd like you to get it in writing for my uh, psychiatrist. <laughs> <clears throat> so. <laughs> and if you could put it on my CV as well. That'd be nice as a reference. Yeah. Not well, likely not, to not... become a supervillain. He's not driven enough. <laughs> <laughs> but he's driven enough for the job, but he's not driven enough to... Wait, why are you walking away? You say in writing two weeks before the CV's handed over. Yeah. Um, time travel, which gets dissected massively in this episode as well. Yes. Like, so how does this work? Like, how how do you guys work? Where are we? What is this? <laughs> and Mobius, Mobius explains everything brilliantly, but it's still left open to like, and as man, man, wait, what? But I love that their connecting clue is uh. <clears throat> is the kid from the first episode mm. with the bubble gum that yeah. handed to them by the, the, horned, uh, the horned stranger. Oh, what's it called? Um, it's called Kablooey. Kablooey. Because you Kablooey. Because it's blue. So the apocalypse in question is in the States. Uh, I think it's implied that a coast basically goes to shit. Uh, it's, it's Alabama. It's like, uh, I've got it up here. I've got my little page up here. Uh, I think it's Alabama. <laughs> it's a rocks cart store, yes. which is great in in Alabama. And there's a big storm and it basically so like wipes 30, out 40, the, the area. Oh, it's not thirty forty years in the future. It's like two, it's like two thousand four hundred and something. No, no, it's, it's like, like twenty years in the future. Is it? Yeah, it's like twenty forty something. Okay, twenty forty eight. There we go. So you know, a couple decades ahead of us. Rocks on. Is obviously a big enough company that it owns malls now and no one bats a fucking eyelid. Which is a nice little detail. Like, a company that hasn't really been used as full-on villains in the MCU yet, but has always sort of been around. It's, it's as, as a fan of the comics, it's like, yeah, Roxxon sometimes get up to some shady shit and shady investments, and here they are, basically Walmart. Okay, but it's not even is... just that, it's the entire town is owned by <laughs> Roxcart. Yeah. And it's rocks the town, the, the town oh, that's rocks cart, rocks cart, and that's that's wiped out in this hurricane. Oh, twenty fifty it is, not twenty forty. Yeah, it's in twenty fifty. It so destroys yeah, so this town. In this is, it's a tiny contained apocalypse. Yeah, and it's around this. It's the only apocalypse they can find around the same time as the release and manufacture of Kablooey. <laughs> yes. So they're like, right, this variant has either been through here. Or is hiding here. So let's go. Um, and they go. Spoilers ahead. If you don't want to hear them, skip about 10 minutes into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 10 minutes further. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, 10 minutes skip in. 10 minutes back. Because we're half an hour in. <clears throat> just that would skip be 10 weird. minutes back and relive the last 10 minutes again and again. <laughs> With your time um, um So the possession... Th- thing seems to be a power. They sort of touch somebody, a little green, little green uh, 
the hex magic sort of flows into them and then suddenly it's not like they're <clears throat> possessing the person it's like they're sort of using the person as a speaker like mm. they're like an extension they're, they're, they're a puppet um which was nice because for the longest time they arrive there and they split into teams and you have Loki talking to this other Loki without the other Loki being on screen for the longest time. Yeah. And that was a really cool extended sequence, especially the bit where like, cause you got to, you got to see a couple of actors have a lot of fun. Yes. As they like, move from body to body. Yeah. And there's sort of, they had certain shared physicality, um, between them but not not drastically there's just a couple little ways they stood and held themselves it was like the same and it's like oh that's a nice little that's a neat little visual indicator mm. and then at one point when loki needs to sort of be kept away from the thing that the variant's up to they switch into a slightly bigger guy who just starts <laughs> the shit out of him <clears throat> which is quite funny um now i would have thought that maybe they were doing this to prolong having to do a split screen or complicated take <coughs> with multiple Hiddlestons talking mm. to each other. Except for a few things. I figured out where this was going about five minutes into the episode. Yeah. Be- because I couldn't turn off my film studies brain. Oh, yeah. So at the start of this episode, <coughs> when the team are briefing the others... <laughs> on what they're about to do, you know, while Loki stood there and having that really brilliant pedantic moment where he describes the difference between two abilities, um, two, two powers that involve uh, illusion, which I thought was great. Um, <coughs> they kept talking about the variant, which, obviously, last episode, they didn't discuss it in detail. They just say there's a rogue variant. Yeah. This episode, they were like, right, so the rogue variant... Uh, he's located here. The last time someone saw him, he was doing this, that, and the other, and la ba da 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 Yeah. I was like, all right. Every time they referred to them, he's come through here. He's definitely been through here. And I was like, you're putting an awful lot of subtle emphasis on a he, him pronoun. Yeah. Like, you're putting a lot of emphasis. Considering last week, everyone referred to our Loki as the variant. Like, quiet variant. Silence variant. You're just a variant. Like, have you seen the variant? Suddenly this yeah. week, the variant they're chasing is a he. Um, in the same sequence as that all that first kicks off, we are shown the different Lokis that the TVA has had to deal with at some point or another in a montage. You know, the ogre Loki, the, the Frost Giant one, the Tour de France Loki, <laughs> maybe implying that Loki's Lance Armstrong in one lifetime or something. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> that explain a lot. But like, about Lance Armstrong. <laughs> Wait, you you lied about having testicular cancer? God of mischief. Uh, so, no. <laughs> God of shattered dreams and inspiration. I don't think he great. did lie about that. What was what was it you lied about? He lied about, he lied about, do- he lied about uh, doping. That was it. Oh, no, hang on. Didn't he play up his medical issues? Maybe. I don't know. The issue as well. It was like, have you been playing this up for... I, what? No, I no, I don't think he did. No. God of mischief, either way. Yeah. <laughs> God of something. Um, and those two things in that opening sort of five minutes, a little voice, a little, little, little JMS Q 
Kieran Gillen fucking loving Thor journey into mystery. Like, <laughs> early 2010s, like to the late late 2000s, early 2010s, Thor loving kid in my brain. Thank you for that, Matt. By the way, it's still my favorite run of the character. Um, this little voice went. <clears throat> yeah, but like Lady Loki though. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, what? Well, they're putting they're putting an awful lot of emphasis on it being a he him, and yeah. uh, they just really established that Loki has and will be different forms and different realities. So, why are they uh, why are they covering up what could just be Tom Hiddleston in a cloak? No, like, no, 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 no! I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. I've got my fanboy head on. I'm thinking about oh, what, imagine if they did that thing from the comic. No, 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 no. And then the episode goes on, and they keep doubling down on the he him pronouns every time they refer to the variant i'm like they're setting us up yeah they are setting us up to be shocked that's what they're doing um <clears throat> surprise motherfucker <laughs> or, or considering the fact they're in a rocks cart surprise motherfucker uh it's lady loki yeah uh, or at least appears to be lady loki it's it's she she doesn't like being called loki apparently um <clears throat> so naturally the internet have gone she doesn't like being called Loki she's got blonde hair she must be enchantress uh, <clears throat> characters can look different in the film adaptations guys they don't have to look exactly the same as the comic books the comic the comics because <clears throat> indeed she sort of has um, short curly blonde hair much like Tom Hiddleston does in real life when not playing Loki yeah um, as opposed to like lady loki in the comics like because for those who don't know there's a period where asgard did die in a ragnarok <clears throat> and not one you can just pop back with the tva and push the hulk off the rainbow bridge yeah. which i loved was his example for not changing anything it's like oh yeah this loki not like two days ago in his timeline got beaten to shit by the hulk <clears throat> inside avengers tower of course his example would involve like yeah, but what if i just like killed the hulk <laughs> like it wouldn't change anything because there's an apocalypse like yeah maybe maybe read the rest of that file dude <laughs> yeah hulk survives that event sorry um <clears throat> but um yeah uh uh the, the asgardians eventually return thor comes back first <clears throat> sets up um asgard ends it broxton uh broxton oklahoma yeah because that's why they use that's why they use broxton for the <clears throat> movie it comes yeah, from the, the jms run, thing, yeah. yeah um and then he starts finding the asgardians who are sort of in in some kind of twisted take on the donald blake thor thing they're sort of locked away in people that yeah it, it's implied didn't exist um before ragnarok fell or it was all a failsafe from the get-go so ragnarok happens but like 20 30 40 50 years in the immediate past all these people were born because they were essentially vessels for the asgardians to be kept in hibernation yeah um <clears throat> thor goes around waking him up and bringing him to asgard and the only ones he's been unable to find at first, are Loki and Lady Sif. And then he finds Loki, and Loki is female. It's Loki, but, like, in female form. I like, think oh. you find out later that he that, that Loki has sort of Loki, stolen Sif's body. Yeah, there's, like, there's like a template of the bodies waiting, like, sort of in, in, in the ether. Yeah. And, and the soul is locked in these, these individuals on Midgard. And Loki's were, but Loki has no body anymore. That was the point, wasn't it? Like Loki yeah. was gone, so Loki 
is resurrected and appears in what would basically be the template of Sif. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, where the hell's Sif? And we learn that Sif is like trapped in a, you know, terminal patient. Yeah. On a bed in a coma in a hospital. And you're like, oh, and go read the rest of that run because it's freaking amazing. Um, yes. Um, big shout out to my boy, Bill Born of Bills. Uh, so it's just, it, it's a, that, yeah. So for a while, Loki was female. <clears throat> and then even after it was resolved, Loki sort of stayed female briefly. And I can't remember what it is, but it's it's toward the end of JMS's like couple year run and going into Kieran Gillen, Latverian Prometheus, Loki reverts back to a male form. Yeah. Um But like the idea never quite went away. Lady Loki is as the character incarnation has been dubbed, has been a huge fan favourite, cosplays oh, yeah. up the wazoo tribute covers for the official books for years have depicted that version of Loki. They played around with Loki um changing form again shortly after that because you know, he seemingly perishes in the siege event and then is eventually resurrected and is now a kid. And yeah. it's, sort of see, it's sort of seen as a cleansing. It's like, right, you have a chance to start again. Like, you have a chance to not be a, a, a twat. So get it right, Brian. And uh, <laughs> Loki, of course, is like, I will! And is kind of a hero and helps out the Young Avengers and all this. And then eventually you realise that the raven he's hanging out with is like a sort of suspended in time version of what he's meant to be like be like hey kid fuck shit up yeah <laughs> fuck shit up i'm totally going to inhabit your body at some point but i'm not telling you um and it's yeah loki's been through a lot in the 2000s and 2010s and i Too recommend right. reading all of it because it's really really fun but yeah so this was this was cool to see it's nice to see a sort of an mcu take on it like her costume sort of Similar to kind of how Loki's was in the first Thor movie, like the sort of the subtler greens and the gold plating and, and all that stuff, but under a big ass cloak with very kid Loki like horns. Yeah, it's more it's more like a tiara than a than a full headpiece. Yeah, and 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 yeah, um, neat. I like how it isn't played necessarily as a what, but I'm not. A, it's just like oh. That's what right. That's part of why they've been failing. They didn't anticipate this. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What are you up to, motherfucker? To which they're like, "Look, um, go away. <laughs> <laughs> I have plans." And you realise the reason that she's been possessing and and attacking TVA agents is because she's been nicking their tech. Yeah. Like, piece by piece. Um, specifically, sort of these reality cleansing, um, bombs that they have. And the uh, their I can't remember what they're called now, but like the they're sort of pit boys, like these giant. Yeah, they do have they a name have. for him, but I not I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Which can create these little doors to teleport to different places. Um and Loki's like, look, I'm trying to take over the TVA, I'm gonna get to the timekeepers. Like, it's gonna be so much easier if I'm working with another me. So like, come on, yeah. let's do this. To which Lady Loki's like, Yeah, that's that's really small potatoes. <laughs> yeah. He's not like, doing like, that. He's like, what? No, it isn't. It's like, it really is. So, boy. Um, as she pops out through a time door. Bye. As suddenly all, all of the bombs she's collected are teleported out of this uh, this rocks cart uh, knockoff Kmart. Um, and back at the TVA, they see the sacred timeline branching out. Because we, early on when Loki sort of trying to come up with the plan... To, to supposedly stop the one that's meant to be outside the tent. Yeah. They're deviating for so long 
that you see the the sacred timeline starts. Do they call do they call it um, redline? Redlining, yeah. So it starts to creep away, and it's like if he keeps talking, this is going to go to shit. And you realize after Mobius is like, he's lying. You realize that what was going on was Loki was about to divert things even further by betraying them. Yeah, so the moment yeah, well, he stops doing that, the moment that stopped, it goes ah, and everything's back to normal. <laughs> It's like, you little shit, you nearly screwed around, you little shit, we're okay yeah. now. Well, I think it was also stalling. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, whereas with this, we now, we get a nice sense at the start of the episode of the threat of things going wrong, and then it ends with all these bombs being sent through time, and suddenly there's like 20 red lines branching off yeah. the sacred timeline. You're like, oh, where has she sent these bombs? Everywhere. What has she removed? What what events have been hit that that could have? Oh, there's totally cause... a list. There's totally oh. places that she sent them. Um, oh my god, has someone rounded them up? Uh, I had it up oh, earlier. Oh, that's amazing. Because because the the episode the episode ends. Loki follows her through a still open door that she goes through, which can't be a coincidence. I think she's giving. Yeah, him she an leaves it open long enough <laughs> so that he has to follow her out of curiosity, but also long enough that. Um, the team see him leave and yeah. assume he has something to do with it. Uh, so she sends them to uh, locations including Vormir, Sakaar, Ego, Titan, Hala, and Xandar. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> okay. That's interesting. Yes. Because these things can go forwards or backwards in time as well, like these doors. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, where the where the hell do you think they've where do you think they've gone to cause that much chaos? I mean, Titan could be somewhere as simple as goes back to when Thanos I was born. I think it's just a neat little Easter um, egg. Easter egg thing. I don't think there's any. I don't think we're going to explore too much about what exactly the variant did to cause all these red lines. But I think it's just a neat little. That, that being said, because they're important locations. That being said, everything in the trailers so far for this series bar like two shots we've now seen that's true we've seen the sh- with there's this one more shot of loki in the asgardian throne room and like there's the, the, the yeah. og one from the first thor like the gold-plated one yeah and there's a shot of him like as candidate loki with a bunch of sort of like thuggish scrubs around him yeah apart from that and we now like, know that that's our loki not the variant because the variant yes, is sophie Martino. Yeah. um so um, <laughs> yeah I, I like last week i'm excited because i don't know where the fuck this is gonna go yeah it's it's really fun it's really really know, fun i don't know where it's gonna go but you can tell it's a six episode series as well it sort of feels like we've we've just hit the end of act one we're going into yeah. act two now like here's your setup oh shit let's move into the main threat and thrust of the the action and the plot now so yeah it's um give me more give me more give me more give me more um, give me more, give me more, give me more, which is something apparently Catwoman can't say to Batman because <gasps> boys and girls of every ag. Well, not every, go. not every ag, because we're going to talk about sex, baby. Um, Let's talk about Batty. Un- un- unlike DC that Comics, sounds, that's that sounded like about. a completely different thing. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I love that. Um, I mean, if, Batman, if Batman's not willing to go front bum, he's definitely not willing to go back bum. No. Um, so. Well, we got a. We got a email from Chris's chair again, from your chair. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> says, good greetings to you and your family. <laughs> Following allegations... 
Following allegations slash news that DC asked the makers of Harley Quinn to remove a scene where Batman goes down on Catwoman because, quote, heroes don't do that. Real, by the way, listeners. Absolutely real. Genuine. And a comment within the Twitter thread that Neil Gaiman had a masturbation line removed from Sandman because, quote, there's no masturbation in the DC universe. Oh, Jesus. Do we think that this is why there are so many supervillains? In the DC universe. Looking forward to hearing your dulcet tones. Um, Chris's chair. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah, this is some bullshit, isn't it? Like, DC just being like. Ridiculous. Yeah, there's no such thing as sex. It's, like, it's weird, isn't it? Heroes don't do that. Heroes don't go down on their partners, apparently. Do you know what? I, I would agree, DC, if we were watching, like, a WB Kids show. But that's I, not I don't, what Harley I don't want Quinn to think, is. I don't want to think about sex in DC Superhero Girls or Teen Titans Go. Like, I, 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 I enjoyed the fact that like sexual relations was hinted at in the DC AU stuff from the nineties and two thousands because that was an that was very much a this is aimed at the whole family. Yeah, it was a bit more. You could get you could do a bit more on it. Basically, yeah, I mean, for Christ's sake, part of the animated series, Mad Love. That negligee. Don't you want to rev up your Harley? Well, like, no. You know, the, the, the sex exists in the DC universe, but like... Especially when Bruce Tim draws it. <laughs> I wouldn't expect it to exist in like the aimed directly at kids stuff like DC Superhero Girls and, and Teen Titans Go. Like, of course... No, it's the wrong place for it. Not relevant, wrong place for it. Harley Quinn? The adult animated series on HBO Max mm. that is not aimed at children, that is behind a parental lock, that is full of like every swear word under the sun in each episode, it's, that it's, has had sexual stuff in it already. It's not the place to get fucking precious <laughs> about things like that. But especially, there seems to be, and this is obviously DC editorial, like, not necessarily the comic books strictly, but certainly somewhere in Warner Brothers there's an editorial board at DC that have this... It can only be now publicly perceived as this weird, fragile masculinity. Or complex. just... Or not, not necessarily a, 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 a fragile masculinity, but also got a puritanism to them. Yes! Like, it, it's... Anything beyond heteronormative sex is creepy to them they find it creepy or, yeah. or unacceptable um case in point a few years back when the writer and artist of batwoman left the book ahead of their time and then revealed that dc editorial they were preparing to have the main two characters of their book get married yeah it would have been the first really prominent gay wedding in dc comic books at least sort of the first one of a big named character like Batwoman. Yeah. And <clears throat> they were told, yeah, you've got to call it off. Where's that storyline going? Oh, it doesn't end in tragedy. No, no, you've got to stop it. And they go, why? And the excuse they were given is, uh, here, a superhero shouldn't be happy. They shouldn't be tied down. Oh, no. To which, to which they whip out a giant list of every DC, never mind <laughs> yeah. any other company, every DC character who has been in a relationship, married, had kids. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what, are you, what are you talking about? So they get this strong sense that basically DC are going, ah, oh, no homo, no homo, no homo. It's like, exactly what it is. Yeah, it's the, exactly homo's fine, the homo is fine in the book, but on the cover, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. 
Because, of course, you wouldn't make the wedding summit where the cover was, like, Batwoman punching Alice in the face or whatever. Like, the, it, it would be the cover. It would be the yeah. event of, of that that story. Um, so that was creepy. And then, you know, they get new writers and artists in who are essentially brought in to just do something else with the book. And, you know, it's not their fault that the wedding doesn't go ahead. They've basically been told you can't do that. Yeah. So, you know, it was this whole complicated situation of, oh, this is this is awful. Well, this is um, bullshit, yeah. Flash forward a few years. Ah, flash. Um, <laughs> to the start of DC's Black Label imprint, where they are putting out stories, more mature stories, darker stories, more comfortable stories, stories with a grimmer subject matter. Stories for adults. Yeah, as, as either hardcovers or um, individual issue, oversized issues that are then collected <laughs> into a hardcover. Um, <clears throat> there is an aged label on, on the Black Label um that's the whole point yeah yeah and and there's you know a few stories have, have come around in that time nowadays because the first couple didn't sell the way they wanted partially due to the controversy i'm about to bring up um they have now sort of retroactively just started releasing other stories and calling them black label yeah uh, books so like if you buy the killing joke published within the last couple of years it's a black label is watchmen book. a black label book now uh, i think watchmen is um both of the Azarello villain books, so Joker and Luther yeah, are black yeah. label now. Um, I mean, it's just like, okay, so where's the new stuff? The only new stuff you're getting really is they, they bought Harleen and released it as a black label title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then they did... Uh, White Knight uh, has had a couple of sequels, so like that's sort of one of the only black label originals that has continued, Yeah, as opposed to just like being acquired or what have you. Um, one of the first ones was a Batman story where in a scene essentially sort of that is meant to make you feel the humanity and vulnerability of Bruce Wayne, he's in the cave and he gets undressed in the cave. And it's just like a few panels of him naked. Like, that's not the first, it's not just, here's naked Batman. It's, yeah. it's what he's saying and, you know, the thought boxes and everything. That's what's happening. That's what's important. But they chose to draw him uh, completely nude because it's this whole thing of like shedding that visage and... and there is a man underneath this. Um, in the original images, you see his butt, and you see his penis. But you don't even, you see like this. And, it, and the, it's, the, well, that's the thing, yeah. It's, it's not like Dr. Manhattan front cover, no. look at my balls. Like, it's just, he's just naked. He's drawn naked. And it's not even like it's out there front and center. I think it's like the shadow yeah. of his penis or something. Oh, yeah, because it's an adult book. Like, you can do that. Instead of like completely covering his lower half in shadow, like you would in a, in a normal release, like. There's more like, oh, there's his, oh, that's his dong. Yeah. It it came out, didn't it? Like, it was the digital and physical release, that first issue or whatever, like, was out there. And then an editorial went, oh, wait, no, hang on. And they pulled back. So the digital one was d- removed from the storefront and then replaced with a different version. The physical copies were withdrawn. Like, it was one of the few times in recent years where they've gone out and they've recalled physical books. Uh, and every, any reprint of it has had him completely in shadow. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's ever given a definitive statement from editorial, but the vibe that other writers who've worked for DC have given off is like, yeah, uh, they're weirdly fragile about stuff like that. And it's like, so what's the issue? Is it you don't like Batman scenes being seen as vulnerable? Is it that you don't like the idea of Batman's penis being? Oh, he's a children's character. Yeah, in this adult book, Black Label. Yeah, like, it's 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 not like you. You can't have it. You line. can't have it both ways. Like you can't. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's odd. It's odd. So there's this odd vibe they're giving off of 
you know, oh, well, well uh, sex isn't important, but sex exists in your comic. Oh, oh, so it's only not important when it's between two characters of the same, yeah. same gender. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's annoying. And then, oh, Batman can't show his penis. It's like, why? Because it's like, that, that's, a, that's a human-looking penis. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, Would you rather look like a bat's penis? I don't know. Is that ba- what, is Batman's that what penis looks- is like strong and, and mighty. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, just come the hell on. Yeah. The latest one is this. Batman does not go down on Harley Quinn. Oh, and Catwoman. Quinn. Go down on Catwoman in Harley Quinn. I mean, he, he wouldn't go down on Harley Quinn. That'd be weird. Um, but like, he doesn't... <laughs> oh, Jesus. So that meant that there was obviously... And I guarantee it would have been a throwaway joke. It would have yeah, been probably. the quickest little gag of all time. Like, it would have been, it would have been either something between them and him sort of like coming up from between her legs and saying something. Or it would have been like someone peering through windows with binoculars and seeing Cape and her, like, yeah. Cape bent down... And her legs either side of his shoulders. It would have been something like that. And that would have been it. And yet they've turned it into this thing. It was like, well, Batman doesn't do that. Specifically, the quote is, heroes don't do that. Okay, so heroes don't do what? Heroes don't please their partners. Is that what, is that what we're talking about here now? Heroes don't, uh, you know, take part in, in consensual, like, you know, explorative sexual acts with their partners. Like, no, that okay. Not a, no, that's not a thing, is it? Okay, cheers, okay, cheers cool. DC. Cheers, cool. cheers, cheers. Um, <clears throat> if that's not what heroes do, then sign me the fuck up to the League of e- uh, the, the, the the Legion of Doom. Yeah, too fucking right. That is why there are so many... Like, everyone's just so fucking tightly wound. Like, th- th- this is what really gets me about things like this, where you have uh, a brand oh, which God. peddles in violence and dark material. Yeah. But as soon as you do, you want to do anything sexual, they're just like, no, no, no. And I think it's very symptomatic of, of America. Um, American culture is very, very Puritan in some weird, weird ways. Yeah. Where you can do any amount of, of violence and language that you want. But as soon as you try and do anything sexual, they just seal it up tight. They do not want to know. And I think part of it is the sort of the, 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 the sort of Christian um, foundation of a lot of, a lot American of modern values. American society, American yeah. values, yeah. Um, which also leans into the sort of uh, right-wing leanings of a lot of the establishment there. <laughs> but even in even in art, like, the, the a lot of the artists working, um, artists, writers, directors, mm. actors, etc., etc., they tend to be quite left-leaning, but the people that, that are actually got the money, they all tend to be quite right-leaning. And they come from this sort of, well, it, I say it's a background built on Christian values. It's a very hypo, um, hypocritical version of Christian values because it's one rule yeah. for them. And it's things like how the like people who have been divorced five times um, with successively younger wives each time were against gay marriage because they didn't want to uh, didn't want it to affect the the institution that, of marriage, which they clearly the have so much respect for. Marriage, yeah, yeah, it's like fuck you, you you. You divorce wives at the drop of a hat because you want to go for a younger model. So why can't gay people get married? You fucking bigot. I um, believe I believe God sent Donald Trump to be president so uh, he could save our country. God, from guy what? who's apparently massively against people ever having multiple partners at any point in their lifetime. Yeah. Would you like to see how many children Donald has to how many different marriages? Would you like to read into how all those marriages ended? Yeah. Like, it's just sort of. 
Do you want to stop and think for a second? No, because it doesn't service their message at that time. Oh, That's why. It doesn't oh, service. Uh, Melania left him yet? Oh, I don't care. <clears throat> if she um, has, it's, uh, it's on the DL. Yeah. Because, like, why would you stick But then him? everything with him is on the DL nowadays because <clears throat> no one gives a fuck. Um... <laughs> I rot in not. hell, you bastard. Yes. Um, and by uh, rot in hell, I mean jail for the next seven years of your life. But yeah, I um, don't, I don't fucking get it. Like, sex is only taboo because you make it, made it taboo. It needs to be normalized, and and yet and things yet, like this, how you do it, and yet, and I, I don't say this to complain about these characters because I, uh, we've discussed this before. I, I am a little bit of a pig. I'm a tiny bit of a troglodyte. I'm a fan of pulp to a degree. I can't help it. But and yet we have characters like Power Girl, where there are running memes about her boob window. Yeah. And the oversexualization. We have characters like Poison Ivy who use sex and seduction as part of their like villainous power yeah. set and motivation. Yeah. You know, we have Catwoman who has never, never not been played up for sex appeal. Yeah. In adaptations. Um there's an awful lot of Oh God! Look at these fine ladies. Look at these beautiful ladies. Yeah. Look at sexy ladies. Well, can we have some? Uh, can we have some? Like, can we, can we imply that Batman also like actually performs? You know, sort of yeah. some form of of uh, sexual act on his female partner? No, 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 no. No, only in missionary, yeah, making I, no yeah. eye contact, looking at a picture of Jesus the whole time. Difficult. Thank you, Lord. I, I guarantee, had the scene been Catwoman giving Batman a blowjob, they would have had no issue with it. Yeah, that sounds about right. They yeah. would not have cared at all. And that's what's that. This is what I meant before about the fragile masculinity. Yeah, thing. yeah, no, totally, it, I get you there. It's 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 that odd kind of like, you know, uh, like oh, no, he didn't go down on her because because when it comes, hey, <laughs> younger listeners, <laughs> maybe leave the room. Um, <laughs> younger listeners, what are you doing here? Um, yeah, um, it's it's sort of <clears throat> there is this awful stereotype again that comes out of that um that uh, uh how, was it, how was it you described it the american sort of uh, oh puritanism puritanism that's it yeah there is this awful sort of belief system that to to pleasure someone else is to be the lesser to them uh, yes it's be, it, it, it is yeah. purely a power exchange uh, it, it, you know, it, it is a dominant, submissive um, relationship that yeah, way. definitely. Um, now, obviously, you know, that's a whole thing within sex, and if people enjoy it, go for it. But, like, I'm talking about just the simple act of oral pleasure, or even foreplay. Like, there are arguments, yeah, mostly foreplay from heterosexual and oral sex are not, like, fetishes. That, like, They're just part yeah. of sex. But, but there are people who go like you know oh no 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 you know you don't have to, you shouldn't shouldn't have to do foreplay you shouldn't have to do that why well you just come on just get get into it it's like that's because why? i don't care about women's pleasure that just say it just say it yeah there, just there's say a it. reason there's a reason why there is an archetype of like women having to fake it or never finishing yeah because the guy like thingy and it's like as, as in like a comedy archetype rather than just individual case basis or you know like specific session or whatever yeah it, and it's it's it seems to be attached to a very American mentality of like, guy come good, girl come happen sometime. We guess. yeah, not to any of the not to any of the people who'd like to talk about it. That's for sure. And right. That's that's what's that's what's so bizarre. It's like I I when I as soon as I heard this, I was like, somebody editorial thinks that Batman is less masculine or less powerful if he 
goes down on Catwoman. Which is just bonkers to me. I which don't understand bonkers, it at all. Because if anything, makes him more of a fucking superhero. Yeah. <laughs> like, makes him the hero we did. It's the hero Gotham City deserves and needs. Look after it. your fucking partners for crying out loud. It's they just so needs. bizarre. I, 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 I can't remember. I retweeted. I think it might have been either... Um, either uh david ganzel or luke ski both online comedians someone put uh one of those two guys put down on twitter dc heroes don't do that the entire isle of themiscara you fucking what yeah yeah <laughs> because that's another thing too is it's like if this if this is their issue then what's their stand on say two females doing it to each other because I bet you the same person editorial be like, oh yeah, that's hot. That's hot. It's right. gonna be hot. Yeah, that's, that's hot. Interesting. Let's do that. Interesting. Off, okay, that's I interesting. It. I hate it. It's great. Now the beautiful additional punchline of all this bullshit is that someone who we've criticised many times for being sort of, I don't know, archetypally broish. Yeah, the to- toxically masculine again. Either commissioned or asked permission to use the art of someone. <laughs> Zack Snyder yeah. posted it's very good. It's an very illustration good. of like, you know, <laughs> long Halloween style, you know, sort of like traditional costume kind of revisionist looks of these characters. Yeah. Of Catwoman laying on the back, eyes rolling at the back of her head, face near camera, as it were. Legs wide open and Batman going to town. He's, he's <laughs> like, down there. He's down there. It's not explicit. Town. It's not explicit, although there is some weird logic traps in it. Where are his arms? Where 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 are his arms? Isn't she wearing she's wearing tights? Has she is there a hole? Like, probably. What's he doing? Yeah, it's probably a hole. Or is he just being a big tease and doing it through the costume? Oh, he's still hello. he's he's still doing it in a, to a degree. If he is, that just got like, a chafe. Like it was just it can't oh, be God, comfortable. Yeah. But it's just like Zach. Well, <laughs> slow played. Clap. And the entire comics community as well have chimed in in one degree or another, except sort of big wigs at DC. A lot of the big names of DC have stayed out of it, but. Yeah, well, they were good. They were always gone in, weren't they? A lot of DC freelancers, a lot of people working at the other companies have all made this. I mean... The other company. Just Marvel writers, like some DC writers. Gail Simone had a fucking field day. Oh, yeah. Gail Simone loves that Um, shit anyway. She's she's one of the more sex-positive comic writers out there. Have you seen seen her post lately? Like, really? It was was after the Shang-Chi trailer came out. She's made it apparent that, like, uh, Domino, in one of, I can't remember which book of hers, but Domino has a massive thing for Shang-Chi. And there's a story where she, like, stays yeah. in taught some moves, and she's clearly the whole time is resisting the urge to be like, can we have sex? What a few? <laughs> like, I, want, I want to make a sex on you. And what she, a few? she's like, she's completely losing a call. There's no sort of seduction or, like, mm, yeah. thank you for that. She's just like, fucking hell. This week, in 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 response to all of this like superhero sexual taboo stuff, she's been going in on it because some readers have noticed that Domino has a, a has a type, and Shang Chi mm. sort of the one exception to her type, because um, it's like so who's Domino been with? Colossus, Warpath, Cable, yeah. yeah. Does Domino like the really big wide guys? <laughs> and she responded with like. 
oh yeah that's absolutely her that is that is yeah. her fetish it's her preference she loves big fucking tall wide boys like that is her thing shang chi is the exception yeah he's like he's like the teenage crush that never went away he's live like, he's, the, he's the tiny little live guy that she will absolutely turn into a waterfall for ah! the rest of her <laughs> The rest of them are, are, are the giant wide. The rest of them are what I'd like to call a Liefeld cover. Um, like, that's her type. They're, they're triangles. Um, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily muscular, just wide and tall. Like, that's her thing. Large boys. Um, long, um, long man. It's, uh... <laughs> it's, um... It's, yeah, I... What a weird thing to get hung up on. So It's so odd. It's so odd. Before we close out... Yes. <clears throat> which superheroes definitely do? Uh, Wolverine. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Probably much to the chagrin of his partner. Yeah. Uh, could, you, could you just shave some of it off, please? Please just shave some of it off, Logan. Oh, just... Green Arrow. Oh, Christ. That beard? Green that, beard, that beard is structured to tickle an asshole yeah. whilst the mouth is doing it, its thing. He, uh, he, him and um, Black Canary have a very close relationship. Um, <laughs> she's she's very satisfied. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman, obviously. Wonder Woman, every time. Every uh, time. Every damn time. Um, every day. <laughs> every day, every day, every day. Um, uh, I think Cyclops has got to be pretty generous. Well, like I, I, I think, I yeah. think, I, I think he's like, I think he's like. Do you know what? Like, I, I, I fucking love you. I'm gonna do this as long as you want, even if, even if I am dying, and even you know, ch- even if I'm choking. He has a thing for telepaths, so he doesn't really have a choice. <clears throat> you know. Wow, <laughs> I got dark. Well, it's uh, true. You, you know, <laughs> they don't um, have to say anything, at least. Uh, Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool's a tender lover. Um. <laughs> He's a tender lover. Um, uh, yeah. Which super, which super villains do we think do it? Oh, um, Doc Ock. I don't know. I, th- I think he's got too much of that fragile, uh, masculinity puritan sort of sense about him i don't think he would no we just have, we'd have to ask Aunt may um oh he went there he did Fuck go he there, there. Oh he did go God. there uh nearly put a ring on it um <laughs> oh don't rereading superior spider-man not long ago there are a few references in the middle that uh that octavius as parker and uh anna maria uh marconi ha- have done it at least uh, have you know had sex at least once yeah um which is sort of purposefully left behind as a foot as a footnote by the time peter comes back because obviously they don't want to go into it too too much yeah um but it's like interesting interesting okay. ock does fuck but i don't think he's uh i don't think he's uh I don't think he's a selfish lover. I, I don't think he, I don't think he's chivalrous enough. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. I have a higher opinion of Doc Ock than you do. <laughs> mind you, sure. what, mind you, would you really use your tongue when you've got the tentacles? Venom. Jesus. <laughs> now I have nightmares. <laughs> now I've got nightmares. Yeah, you have. <sighs> do you think that Mister Fantastic, with the ability to possibly be the greatest lover of all time for anyone? is actually kind of a bit meek about it and doesn't 
doesn't No, because there's no way Sue would stay with him if he wasn't. True. Yeah, they fall out often enough. It's like, there's got to be something. There has to be something that he's doing. Yeah, it's not just that they love each other, which they do. Freaky, 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 hentai sex. Yeah, it's that he must be Um, an amazing lover. Um... (laughs) Villain-wise, uh, the jo- the Joker has never nor will ever do it. No. Because uh, the Joker, I think, has maybe uh, gotten his rocks off once in his life uh, and gone, well, that wasn't funny. <laughs> and yeah. never did it again. That was just weird and <laughs> that messy. Was, that was strange. That's um, why he looks so sad in All-Star Batman and Robin. <laughs> He's like, oh, there's no punchline. Oh, never mind. He zips up his trousers. Um, uh, that was an awful book. Oh. Uh, <laughs> such an awful book uh <laughs> no i don't think luther does it i think luther's too too proud luther to do definitely it. does it doom does oh doom mm. no doom gets his doom bots to do oh okay yeah i like it. that but he pretends like that, that it's him he pretends that it's him i like that yeah that's good because he doesn't want to take his that's mask good. off does he so that's true that's true yeah. see i just have a protrusion <laughs> Um, <laughs> like that just comes off like a ventriloquist doll's mouth yeah and it just allows his tongue to do its thing fucking hell you tell us you tell us ladies ladies, ladies and gentlemen which um, superheroes and supervillains yes definitely do it um and how <laughs> it's now it's wow and how it's, who's into BDSM <laughs> Sue Storm apparently who likes anal play um and you could do that. Big damn contact at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up. Play. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> to the bad case. So hit us up, uh, the bum, at big damn contact at gmail.com <laughs> with, <laughs> with your questions and uh, superhero, supervillain sex uh, mashups. Uh, you can also watch us. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash big damn stream on Sunday evenings and if you want to support the show and you've got a couple of shekels to away you can do that at patreon.com forward slash big damn cast until next time fair listeners <sighs> always go down heroes definitely bye